Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a privilege and a pleasure to come before you. And we have a uh, terrific show for you today and uh this is kind of where i get to say very modestly and humbly of course i told you so i said crypto was making the rebound and uh we are beginning to see this full-fledged and uh and we're not just i'm not just saying that because i'm interviewing uh guy Gottslack, who's the ceo of my digital money but what i'm talking to you about ladies and gentlemen are people across the board uh people in our audience are telling me this so i just think it's absolutely fantastic you know what we're seeing with guy and uh his company but uh, this is i think an escape mechanism too for some really bad things going on around the world so guy welcome to the show really glad you could join us and, and it's kind of an exciting time to be in finance isn't it very exciting and thank you again for having me Absolutely. Well, I'm anxious to jump into this, but I want to start with something political. Um, As you know, I'm sure Biden has signed a new crypto executive order. Uh, I want our audience to know what this is about. And in addition, I'd like to know how this is going to affect the average person. Yeah, so the crypto executive order was signed uh, back in March. Um, and essentially, the uh, the order asked government agencies to form committees and research cryptocurrencies and work towards creating a regulatory framework for crypto assets. Um, and it was all about kind of mitigating risks and national security risk and, uh, you know, looking at consumer protections um, and, you know, just looking at how do we... Uh, create a regulatory framework to allow for the the innovation to continue. Um, And so that was signed back in March, and uh, Biden gave about, I think it was about six months to the various agencies to come out with reports. And since then, uh, you know, various agencies have been coming out with reports. I think they're supposed to publish uh, or have published a total of 21 reports. Um, So in September, a lot of those have come out. And in my opinion, not so consequential, the reports, I, I would say. Um, you have one that was uh, published by the U.S. Treasury um, recently, and it hinted at a federal, uh, federal regulatory structure and emphasized that a central bank digital currency may have serious support um, and that the government should continue to research it, but there was nothing concrete in terms of we should create it. Um, the, the general conclusion was we should create it if, if it's in the U.S.'s national security interest. Now, who decides who's going, you know, if it's in their interest or in the, in the national security interest um, and when? Not sure, right? And so overall, uh, it's, it's, you know, nothing new has really come out since the executive order uh, was signed. Um, and I guess, I mean, you can look at the bright side um, to the White House's uh, new crypto regulation directive and, and that there, there isn't much to threaten the progress of the technology um, and crypto's mainstream adoption. Um, so that's, that's the bright side of it. And the negative side of it is that, you know, there isn't enough uh, support in terms of, you know, how do we, how do we induce innovation? How do we, um, you know, maybe create grants or, you know, kind of 
motivate people to uh, to harness the benefits of this technology. There, there isn't enough of that in the U.S., I think. Um, so overall, I, I don't think it has a huge effect um, to your question um, on investors yet. I think in the long run, it's good to have some some regulation because it will bring more players into the game, right? There's a lot of companies that aren't moving forward because they don't know. Like, am I regulated by the SEC? Am I regulated by the CFTC? Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, do I have to register? And, and so I think, although I don't love regulation, it, it will bring a lot of, you know, institutions, more institutions and in, more common investors in. Um, and I think in the long run it will happen, but it just – there isn't enough concrete steps just yet. So yeah, I, overall, I don't think the price is, is affected too much. No, I don't either. But I'll, I'll tell you why I think this is true. Uh, the Europeans are fleeing Europe. I mean, literally and figuratively, they are uh, buying up the dollar like no one's business because the euro is failing. And so our dollar's got a cushion. And uh, their businesses are coming here in great volume. So that adds to the value of the dollar. And I'm just wondering... Did the resurgence of the dollar, do you think this has made the crypto issue a little less urgent in the short term? Well, it's it's taken away, you know, capital from the industry. I mean, obviously, when the dollar gets stronger, uh, the crypto is affected. And, and, you know, with the interest rate hikes, you know, money is taken out of the economy. And, and essentially, crypto is treated as a risk on act, asset right now mm-hmm. um I, I believe it will decouple um at some point in the midterm mid mid future uh midterm but um but yeah i mean i think right now as as the interest rates go up um crypto gets affected like just like tech stock, risky tech stocks yeah i i agree i totally agree with that um but there there's so many moving parts here um, let's talk about that regulation aspect for a second. One of the, I remember talking to people like my friend Ernie Hancock, a big activist here in the Phoenix area. Uh, he introduced me to the idea of crypto several, several years ago. And he even put some on my phone and I said, I don't really understand all this, Ernie. He sat there and explained it to me, but his big draw, he said, unlike the dollar, the government can't control this. Do you think that there's going to be some resistance? to the fact that the feds are saying we're going to step in and provide at least some minimal regulation? Um, I think that the, the, at this point, I choose to take an optimistic view in that, you know, the government can't really control it. And so if you, if you don't support it, you're going to fall behind the rest of the world. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. The yep. Blockchain. Yeah. Blockchain innovation is coming. And so I think that, you know, while, you know the government could be more supportive. Um, they're at the same time they're not going to full on ban it, right? And uh, so I think you know there you know some of the regula- regulations and the, the statements and comments that come out of uh, various federal agencies, you know, could affect the price in the short term, right? Like I, I know that Gary Gensler from the SEC he made comments about whether proof of stake coins like Ethereum could be considered a security, and that kind of, I, I believe, affected the price of Ethereum uh, for a couple of days. But then it bounces back, right? And uh, I think long-term, it's not that consequential. It just, you know, it just increases the volatility in the short term. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people are going to look at this, though, and say the feds are going to regulate it so they can crush it because they don't want competition with the dollar. How would you respond to that? Because I have heard that from some economists. Yeah, I think that's true in some, to some extent. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't think they're going to flat out ban it, right? Uh, because that's not, that's not going to be a good look. Uh, and it's not going to look like it's in the interest of, of the, the people, right? And so it's, it usually comes in disguise, right? It usually comes, comes in the form of, for example, we want to protect consumers, right? Yeah, we want to protect, yeah. uh, from fraud and and you know and you know some people think that a lot of that has to do with control um it's for the children so guy I, it's they're going to protect the children that's <laughs> what they always yeah. say yeah <laughs> <laughs> right 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 um you can look at it either way maybe there's some there's some truth to it but also there has to be some element of control is what a lot of people think as well and and uh 
So, but it, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to work itself out in the long run. It just takes time. There's there's always some resistance, you know, with new new technologies. Um, and at the end of the day, it, you know, we prevail, and uh, you know, innovation prevails, right? Uh, I agree. I, I do think. Well, let me put it this way: this will abhor my audience. I'll say this because I'm a economic libertarian, but. Uh, I've seen chicanery in every economic aspect of our lives. It doesn't matter what it is. There is some level of corruption because human nature is what it is. There's always going to be a few bad actors. And I think that regulation here, if it's not regulation and control, but regulation could actually provide legal recourse for people to deal with the bad actors. Yeah, yeah, I think if the regulation is done right... um then yeah, then I think it could be positive. Um, but in either case, it's it's you know it legitimizes crypto right to have regulation. There you go. Yeah, um, exactly. And Biden's executive order clearly covers this. Um, do you think that Biden's executive order legitimizes crypto? Yeah, that definitely. Right, it, or it recognizes it, and uh, it essentially tells various agencies. That hey, you have to figure out how to uh, make this work. Have to how to make this part of the system, um, and you know provide more clarity. Um, and I think it's the agencies are are slow to provide clarity. We still don't know if a token is a security or not. Um, and you know to this day, it's very hard to to know. You know, am I going to be regulated by the SEC or the CFTC? Right. Right. Um, I, I believe eventually, uh, you know, with enough crying, it, it'll it'll get worked out. But it's still plaguing the industry right now um, and holding it back. But uh, it'll work itself out. Do you think? Let's just put our hypothetical hats on just for a second. Let's say the dollar moves away from the uh, enrichment it's going through right now, and let's say it moves towards uh, a cataclysmic fall due to debt and interest rates. Is crypto the escape hatch? I think it's one of them. I, I always uh, tell people that I invest in it as, as you know, a, a diversification strategy. Um, in my retirement savings, I have crypto as one pile, right, the risky pile, if you will, because um, that's the one that I believe has the biggest potential for gains, right? I've seen, you know, over the last five years, like, um, hundreds of percent gains and you know i haven't seen that with my other assets so even if i have you know a, a tenth a, a tenth of my portfolio is crypto and you know it's the smallest portion um if it outperforms you know 5x you know the other assets then i've i've protected myself right, right I've, yeah. I've, i have an extra cushion right and uh and so i think it should be part of an investment strategy um, because yeah if you look at bitcoin for example um, over many five-year periods i mean it's performed very well right uh, as long as you're looking at it long term and you know obviously over the last you know whatever it is six seven eight months uh, it's lost 60 70 percent but still if you look at it compared to where it was five years it's still at a, at a nice gain right and exactly so, yeah and that's a that's true yeah. for any asset though whether you're talking about your stock holdings right. or gold or silver or the dollar or bond market, it, that, that's true across the board. That's not unique. That's every financial instrument. I just, I don't know why people freak out over that. I just, I shake my head. You, you wouldn't believe the volatility some people will express when you bring up crypto and digital. And I think it's be, they're afraid of it because they don't understand it. Yeah, it's a lot of what, what we call in the industry FUD. You know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree with that. Um, so I wanted to plug another question in here to the executive order from Biden. So I wanted to ask, what should investors know about how it could possibly affect their current investments? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's something to watch because, like, in my opinion, it's not going to be very consequential. Um, I, I think, if anything, as we get more uh, clarity, that the prices could rise. So it's just a matter of when. When is that clarity coming? Because 
you know, any event that, you know, let's say that uh, new legislation is passed that gives a lot more clarity, that could affect the price uh, in a positive way. Um, and similarly, if, if, you know, things come out, that there's some obstacles that could affect it in a negative way, but in the very short term, right? So long term, I don't, I think that it's going to be a positive thing as we have more, you know, uh, clarity and a better framework. Um, so I think because it's happening, right, and because, um, you know, the executive order exists and agencies are, are complying with it and putting in a lot of effort and time and money into it, I think long term, it, it's, it's, it's very positive. So if you're looking to, to make money in the long term, I think it's a positive sign. Um, but in the short term, if you're looking to make money, then it's good to watch you know, the, the various developments, because, you know, for example, if you think that there's about to be uh, some more clarity from an agency coming out in a report, maybe it's a good time to. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in, because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time you know put a trigger order on our platform for example where you know if the price goes up 10 percent, you sell because after news like that maybe the price will, will bump up and then it will come back down right and so you know you can use those those short-term news developments um to make a quick buck right but overall i think long term it's a good thing yeah, I hear you. I mean, there are peaks and valleys that you need to be aware of, but I do agree with you. It's for the long term. And I liked your answer about diversification. I have preached this for years. People say, the dollar, the dollar, I'm freaked out, I'm freaked out. And I said, if you're diversified, you'll be able to ride the crest. And and this is what just people don't get it. And, and is it because we're brainwashed that the dollar is the only way to go? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's part of it. Um, you know, you have gold and silver as well, and, and I think that's also a good option um, if you want to just preserve wealth. But crypto is good because you can also build wealth, in my opinion. Okay. And I, I listen, I totally agree. See, whether people want to accept it, it's kind of like rock and roll music is here and the big band era is all upset because it's Satan's music. I mean, we're going through a sea change. 
a cultural shift, an economic shift, and and people got to realize this is here to stay. This is crazy. Well, I want to ask you a general question, though. Again, it's a little bit about the executive order again. Could this executive order, uh, could this uh, lengthen the bear market uh, with regard to crypto? I mean, how, how do you see this all playing together? Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I don't think it's going to be that consequential. Like I was saying before, I think the the biggest thing affecting the bear market is just the, the macroeconomic environment and, and the inflation. Um, and I, I think you know we're expecting uh, two more rate hikes uh, this year. Um, I think the market thinks, in all probability, it's going to be seventy five basis points for each each one. And um, I think that has a much bigger effect. Um, on the bear market and so that is is essentially what uh yeah so basically it's inconsequential okay okay that that uh that's an answer that i thought you were going to give and i totally agree with it um there's a term out there called crypto winner um and i hope it's not being confused with biden's proclamation we're going to have a dark winner what does the term crypto winner mean uh, it basically just means an extended period of time where um, you're in a slump and, you know, pr- prices are down um, for an extended period of time. Uh, I think it came from a TV show, uh, Game of Thrones. Winter's coming is what they said in the show. Um, so it kind of caught on and, and, and crypto land. And um, it's just, yeah, it's an extended period of, of kind of, you know, price lumps or you know where the market is essentially moving sideways um and the last winter we had was 2018 and i think it lasted for close to three years um and we're seeing another one right now but um i i don't think i mean it's just an opinion not financial advice um i don't see it lasting uh more than another one to two years Boy, I hope you're right, because that certainly yeah. goes against the mainstream media prognostications, which I don't pay attention to. But I really hope you're right. Um, well, well, assets like crypto and precious metals and so forth. Do you think that'll help bring us out of these doldrums quicker than if they didn't exist? Um, yeah, I think they, they certainly help because uh, they give Americans uh, an alternative. Um, so they, they certainly help uh, individuals from a financial perspective. Um, and I think, uh, you know, uh, the crypto as well helps. Um, so they, they both have a place in your portfolio. Okay, well, so let's get down to what you would do because you're the expert and that's why you're here. How do you personally invest during the crypto winter? What, what kinds of things do you look at and what does that lead you to do? Yeah, so I, I play both sides of the market. Um, and so right now, obviously, when the prices are down, it's, it's a good buying opportunity, um, of course. So, you know, they say buy the dip, and that's what a lot of wealthy people have done in, in their lives is when others are running the other way, they, they buy. It's a good opportunity. Um, and it's difficult to do that. I mean, I fall, tra- uh, you know, I fall into the same trap where when the market is doing well and, and there's so much hype, then I, I buy. But then I end up buying when the price is high instead of buying when no one's buying. So I think that's one of the things I try to do is just buy the dip. Um, and then also I, I park cash in my account so that I can be ready to buy um, in case, you know, I think a rally's coming up. And, and, you know, we have trigger orders in our platform, so that way I can... I can set, uh, you know, when the price goes up a certain amount, sell, and then when it goes back down, you know, I can buy a little bit, right? Um, I also try not to time the market, so I try I try to buy a little bit each time, each time instead of trying to, you know, predict when we're going to be at the bottom. Um, I think that's pretty impossible to do, and so I, I try to buy um, a little bit each week or each month. Um, instead of trying to take take a big bet that we're at a bottom and buy a bunch, um, and I also try like new coins and strategies. Um, so I like to experiment with the different coins we have in our platform to see what works in certain situation. Um, we we also have a play money account that I've mentioned to you in the past. 
so I can I can test different strategies even without using my own money. Um, so if there's you know a new coin or you know there's uh, I think that for example there was a big merge with Ethereum, right? So if I think there's going to be some price movement as a result, like we we all expected the merge to happen last week on a specific date, right? And so I can you know play around with strategies around what might happen with that coin, right? So you know I try to do research on different coins, different events that come up and. You, you can just, you can just click on the coin itself in our platform and see news about it. So you can see, you know, okay, maybe there's upcoming news that might affect the price. Um, so I try to play around with different, you know, coin strategies um, and just ride the trend, right? As, as I tell people, like m- many become uncomfortable, you know, staying in downward trend. I just hold my ground, and you know, I I I, I invest what I can afford to keep on the side, right? Um, so, um, I, if I need the cash flow, I won't invest it, um, because I need to be able to write it out and, you know, stay in for the long run. So, you know, if we're at a down market for a year or two, I need to be able to wait that out and, and, you know, just know that the price will go back up. Yeah. You know what you're really espousing here, Guy, and it's something that a lot of Americans lack, and I don't mean this to be cruel, but it's my observation, and that's patience. That's trusting it. I mean, when I was a college basketball coach, and sometimes you'll come out and you'll get off to a poor start, and I wouldn't panic. You know, I didn't yell at my players. I'd just say, hey, look, trust in what we do, and what we do over time will end up working. And more times than not, that ended up being pretty good advice, and that's kind of what I'm hearing you say here, and that's true. Trust in what you know works. Right. Be patient. That's good. I, I really, mm-hmm. I really like that. Okay. So, but let's look at the flip side, because you always have to plan for that rainy day. So, what are the kind of mistakes that people need to avoid when they get involved in crypto? Yeah, I think I alluded to it before. Timing the market, right? I, yeah, I think it's yeah. pretty impossible to consistently time the market. Um, so I would say don't try to guess. Um, just uh, dollar-cost average is one, one way to deal with that. Can you, ex- right? can so you, you explain just, what that is, dollar-cost average? Yeah, so let's say Bitcoin is at you know, 23000 and I and I believe you know, it's, there's a bottom, or, or people believe the bottom is uh, 20000 and I'm waiting for that. So rather than waiting for $20,000, know, maybe that 20000 will never come. And then I never buy, and and the price ends up going up, and I lost an opportunity. So instead of doing that, you just buy, you know, every week. So maybe it's twenty three thousand this week, then it's twenty two thousand the next week, then it's twenty one thousand. So you're buying a little bit each time, and you're lowering your average cost to get in. Um, so at the end of the day, like if you look at it over time, and you you take a dollar cost average strategy versus, you know, someone that's just trying to get the best price all at once. You know, in the long run, statistically, the dollar cost average strategy wins because you end up getting a more optimal, you know, uh, average cost of, of, of your crypto that you bought. Um, and so that's just kind of what works, um, statistically. Yeah. Um, and so that, so that's a, a good strategy, I think. Um, but yeah, just timing the market is, is very hard to do. Um, but I would still follow the lead of the charts and technicals. And, um, but at the end of the day, it's really hard to time the market. So that's that's one mistake I see people making, and then they lose out on opportunities. Okay. Well, that does make a lot of sense. Uh, again, it speaks to a maturity uh, that's needed for investment. Uh, as you know, uh, Biden has uh, hired or is in the process of hiring 87,000 IRS agents a lot of people think they're coming after the little guy. I don't think so. I think they're going to put eyes on crypto because crypto and taxes has been controversial. Can you address that issue for us? Yeah, um, I think that that could be true. Uh, it's all speculation, but I, I do think that uh, you know crypto is going to be part of the their efforts, right? Because a lot of people think that they. They can evade taxes on crypto. Um, I don't think they can do that forever. Um, I think one way to do it uh, is to do a crypto IRA with with us, for example. We, we offer that, and 
So that's a legitimate way to not pay taxes on your gains. Can, can you explain, um, you for someone it. who doesn't know, could you explain how that works? Yeah, so you can open a individual retirement account, either a Roth uh, or a traditional or various other kinds. Um, just the normal IRA accounts that you have that you know, a lot of people use big companies uh, like Fidelity and Charles Schwab. And, you know, you can uh, it's like a 401k, but it's outside of your current employer. Um, and um, you can do that with us. And then you can buy and sell um, crypto in that account. So it's called the self-directed IRA. So it's not like there's a, you know, a, a fund that someone's managing for you. You just, you know, let's say you put in, you know, you contribute 6000 a year. You know, you could also transfer existing funds that you have from the past, um, and then you can use that those funds to trade. And the gains that you make, let's say you buy at fifty thousand and you sell at a hundred thousand, you make fifty thousand dollars, and you either defer your taxes until you retire, or you don't pay them at all, depending on the type of IRA you have. Um, and you can then reinvest those gains back in, so you can, uh, you know, have compound growth that way. Um, and so that is one way to kind of uh, mitigate the uh, losses of, of taxes. Yeah, well, they are losses. There's no question about that. You know, I think we could argue to some degree they're necessary losses, but they are losses. But you talked about you might not have to pay taxes at all. Under what condition is this perfectly above board and legal? Can, could you talk about that process with regard to a crypto IRA? Yeah, so when it comes to uh, a Roth IRA, you don't have to pay taxes on your gains. So you put in post-tax money, um, and you know you you don't have you're exempt from paying taxes um, on on the gains that you have. Um, traditional IRA is different. You you don't pay taxes initially, um, so you take pre-tax money, you put that in, and then you get taxed later when you take out distributions. So a Roth IRA would be a way to not pay taxes on your gains. Okay, so I, I guess I'm going to ask the really obvious question here, but I am curious. Do When people come to My Digital Money, do they gravitate towards the Roth IRA for this taxation benefit, or are people generally ignorant and don't even know? Um, yeah, I'd say it's, it's maybe it's about uh, 60% Roth, and I, I don't know the exact numbers. I'm... I'm guessing because i haven't looked at the numbers lately but um i'd say it's you know it's split down the middle there's there's good reasons to do both um you know generally if you believe that crypto is really gonna explode um you might do a roth because you don't ever want to pay taxes on the huge amount of gains that you had right um it also depends on where you are right now with your salary and you know what you believe your tax bracket is going to be you know later in the future versus where it is now there's, there's a lot of considerations you essentially would talk to your you know tax advisor um and figure out which one is best for you i'll, I'll give you my tax advisor the irs the uh, the rates are going up two to three percent next year in every income bracket uh, so that's why I don't know everyone who's coming in wouldn't at least put some of what they're doing into a crypto Roth. I think it's a no-brainer given what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of, of a Roth because um, I, I do believe. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. I believe that my games are going to explode long term, so... Um, I yeah, I'm a fan, but it, it's really a personal preference. Well, I know your customer service is really good, and I know that when people are they're hearing these questions, I'm asking you. I'm trying to ask them like a layman might ask, and but when they call in, they just don't get call center people, do they? You're getting experts that could actually answer the kind of questions I'm asking you. Right. Yeah. So that's one of our differentiators is. You know, we want to make it as easy as possible, so we, our platform is very easy to use, but also we have 
people that can help you sign up or help you figure out how to use the platform or just a- answer questions about crypto in general. So we just wanted to reduce the friction um, and help people invest in it in an easy way. Okay. So it's really meant for anybody to use. Your answers have been so well-reasoned, but I'm going to try to challenge you here now, Guy. Um, you got the crashing market. you got inflation, recession. And I don't think there's any question. Recession is defined as two consecutive quarters of negative growth. We've already had that. So um, even if we don't have it now, you still have to say we're in the throes of a recession. So you got recession. And so how is this going to affect retirement savings? All these variables I mentioned, what about retirement? Because I'm hearing people scream about it. Yeah. So obviously, uh where we're at right now affects retirement a lot. You have inflation over 8%. Um, so let's say that, you know, you have 2 million saved in your IRA. Um, it's now going to be worth, you know, like 1.4 million, something like that. And, and, uh, the market dropped 20% recently as well. So, you know, your, that value drops even more. Um, and so, you know, you have to find a way to, keep up with these losses and and one way is to have a risky pile right and that's why i like crypto for me personally because you know if i gain over the next five to ten years if i've gained hundreds of percents if i gain let's say even 500 percent um and it's a small part of my portfolio but it, it could it could keep up with those kind of losses right and uh and help me essentially protect myself from what's happening um, and so, yeah, I think it really, obviously, really affects your retirement a lot um, with, you know, this inflation and everything that's happening. Let, let me ask a question out of ignorance here. I liked your example here. You explained what inflation did to someone who's got $2 million in one of these accounts. And now, because of the 8% inflation, it's worth $1.4 million. Where does that $0.6 million go? Does it just evaporate into thin air, or is this wealth transfer? Yeah, it, it was 1.84 million, but yeah, it's it's more that the the value obviously from inflation of the of your money is is decreasing, right? Uh, your buying power is decreasing, so uh, essentially it's like having 1.84 percent instead of two million, right? Because that two million can't buy you as much. Um, and also, when you look at inflation, a, a good indicator I like to look at is is what we call core inflation which takes out, you know, the volatile assets like um, energy and, you know, corn and stuff, because that obviously, like that from time to time, it can mask, you know, how bad inflation really is. Because, um, you know, energy, for example, like uh, gas prices have gone down recently, but it's not because of, you know, because inflation is getting better. It's because uh, demand has gone down. Because, you know, people are trying to save money, so they might not be driving as much or, or whatever. And so the energy price, you know, the gas price goes down. Um, but if you look at consumer goods, the inflation is still really bad um, and not getting any better. So um, when you look at core inflation, you see how bad the situation is. Yeah, I, that, that makes uh, a lot of sense to me. But I want to go back to my question, though. Um, when you have loss of retirement income because of the eroding factor of inflation, does anybody benefit from this practice? Is there someone back there going, oh, this is good for me, bad for the public? Um, well, I guess there's always someone that's going to benefit, but I think largely it's we all lose. Right. I think largely we all lose. And, uh, it's, you know, that's why we're, we're raising interest rates now and we're trying to, uh, get inflation under control. Uh, I don't think raising taxes is the way to do it. This is killing America. The Federal Reserve, in my book, I look at them like a suicide bomber right now. We should be cutting taxes and producing oil and doing all the things we got to do to get back to normal. But that's another discussion for another time. But I am not a Federal Reserve fan at all. And I do agree with you. There's right. going to be two more raises of interest rates. It's cutting people out of the home market. And, oh, wow, it's bad. So we got to look for alternatives. 
And this is why we're having this yeah, discussion. Yeah, that's exactly why we have crypto. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. exactly why we have crypto. You just stole yeah. the words right out of my mouth, guy. Is exactly where I was <laughs> going with that. Because if you can't outrun this inflation, your standard of living is going to continue to decrease. Right. That's ex- yeah, with Bitcoin, you, you, you know, you can't just decide to produce more. Um, there's a fixed amount. And... Uh, the you know you can't just mismanage the, the supply there um, like you can with the dollar so um, that's exactly why crypto was created. So when we look at uh, retirement plans, you're looking at crypto is a fix to stop the bleeding from the inflation. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's one uh, tool in your arsenal, and I think as time goes uh, passes and you have more adoption. It's going to be even better. It's going to be an even better hedge against inflation. But right now, it's kind of moving with the NASDAQ. Um, but at some point, it's going to decouple. And, uh, well, yeah, once the adoption picks up, and you look at all the institutional adoption, that it's continuing to rise. It's continuing to go up. Um, you have new cases every day. I mean, even NASDAQ has gotten into the game. Um, and you have, you know, Visa and MasterCard, uh, you know, are going to allow you to pay in crypto um, at the point of sale. Um, and so, you know, I think the adoption is is closely following the adoption of the Internet, actually. I saw an interesting graph the other day where you could see the adoption of the Internet um, in the 90s and early 2000s. And the adoption of crypto is pretty much like right in line with the adoption of the Internet. So. Well, that's you. You kind of jumped to where I was going. Uh, I want to take this to a little higher level. You're talking kind of about a transitory replacement for traditional investment here with crypto, at least transitory. But will it ever become permanent? Will crypto potentially? Let me ask the big question: Ever replace currency, the dollar? Will it take its place in some way? Um, I'm not sure that it will take the place of it. I, I think that it's. They both have a. They will both will have a place, um, in in our society. They both will have a place. But I think crypto just gives people more freedom, more opportunity. Um, and you know, I've heard people in the industry say that they they hope it will, and it will it will become the world reserve currency. Um, but I just don't know if governments will ever let that happen. But uh, but but certainly, you know, blockchain. Is going to revolutionize industries and give give us new ways of that we haven't even thought of. Of you know, like healthcare, for example. You know, everything is all the data is, is you know protected by by providers, and the patient doesn't own their their own data, and they can't just take it with them. It, you know, the blockchain can change all of that, right? Um, it can really turn industries upside down and make them way better so i'm going to ask you a sixth um, grade question guy because i'm willing to bet a fair number of my audience through no fault of their own they just haven't had that life experience yet but they're probably saying blockchain what is blockchain how could you simply describe it so the layman could understand it yeah that's always a challenge uh, because you know not the easiest concept you have to kind of read read about it a few times but essentially it's it's a distributed ledger. It's a system that doesn't require a third party to store your data and to validate transactions. So you don't need a bank, for example. You have a, a network of computers um, that store the ledger and that validate your transactions. Um, and it's done in a way that it's impossible uh, to hack and it's essentially um, no one can tamper with that ledger because it's distributed on multiple nodes and you would have to hack into every single computer. Um, and so it's considered permanent. Anything that gets, that gets put into the blockchain, like let's say you have a transaction, I just paid you $10. That's going to be on that ledger and no one can tamper with that ever. Um, and so it's a way to essentially not have a third party um, and have a really robust, you know, network that governs your applications. Okay, I heard two things um, that got my attention. One, no middleman cost. Number two, it's like a wire transfer that can't be hacked. Right, and you can do that for a transaction, or you, you can 
imagine a lot of other applications as well. Um, so you can, de- essentially you're decentralizing something. So you're taking the middleman out. You can do that with search engines. So instead of having, you know, you're searching Google and Google controls what you see and can censor uh, you or, or whatever it is, um, you can have a decentralized system that does search in a more fair way. Um, and so you're leveling the playing field. Um, you're, you're kind of, you know, making life more fair. You know, you, you talk about finance. You can decentralize all finance. That's what's called decentralized finance, where instead of the bank taking your deposits and, and robbing you of your, you know, deposits, taking a fee, and then also making money off of your deposits, you know, you have a million dollars, they're lending it out, and what are you seeing, like 0.1%? I don't know exactly how much, um, but very little. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can, you, you can directly lend your crypto and make 6 7 8%. Um, so well, we, that's, we call decentralized finance. Well, about 6% of our audience comes out of Canada. And I want to ask this question because it's not just Canadians that are thinking this. Um, when they had the trucker protest last year, Trudeau in retribution, he didn't do it while it was going on. In retribution, he came in after the fact and he seized people's bank accounts. If, even if they weren't at the protest, but let's say they sent $25 to the effort, boom, their bank account's gone, completely frozen. Uh, can, can the various forms of crypto, uh, would, would Trudeau be able to do that with crypto or jump into that for us? Is there any protection that people have with crypto they wouldn't have over their currency in their bank? Yeah, so if, if you are paying in Bitcoin, yeah, Trudeau can't, you know, come in and uh, freeze your crypto account and, you know, reverse those transactions or do anything like that. Or now, if you have a centralized bank account, you know, he can do, he can freeze that. Um, but, you know, crypto is, is not in the control of any one government or one, one central party. So if the Canadian economy was totally crypto and blockchain, uh, Trudeau would have had to find a different way to punish the people. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of use cases where that's what crypto is meant for. I mean, you, you see people in Ukraine, they could, you know, the banks uh, froze withdrawals, right? Um, and uh, people couldn't get their money and, and flee the country they wanted. Um, so they were able to use crypto for that. They were able to, uh, you know, people were able to uh, send over crypto and, you know, no one could freeze that. That's an excellent so, example. That's exactly why crypto's here. Do the Chinese reject crypto? Because I have a reason for asking that's right along these lines. Do they, do you know? Yeah, so the, it's, they banned mining in China. Okay. And uh, okay. they're, they're working on, you know, they have their central uh, bank digital currency that they've been working on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's because. You know, they, it's about control, of course. Bingo. You just, guy, that was a really good answer. And it was something I wasn't sure about when I asked, but here's what I do know. The tanks are guarding the banks in China. That's true. Also, too, some of the people have attacked a couple of the banks, and the Chinese are reinforcing their protection. And I'm thinking, gee, okay, that doesn't sound like blockchain or crypto to me, and I wonder if the Chinese even have that and why. If if not, the Chinese should all be going to that because of their banking situation, and you just nailed it. So I think people should be looking at this. This is how I look at it and say, you don't have to put everything in crypto, but you better put something in crypto because of what we're talking about here with Trudeau, China, because those forces could be here, too, as well. That's that's pretty scary. Well, someone sent me this question to ask you, and so I wanted to get your reaction to this. Ether prices lost over 10% following the merge. Okay, Can you unravel that for us and tell us why that happened and what we should expect? Yeah, so for your audience that doesn't know what Ethereum is, Ethereum is uh, a smart contracts platform, so you can essentially write any application you want and have it run on the Ethereum network, which is decentralized, so there's no central control. So all those applications that I told you about, you know, decentralized finance, I talked about healthcare, um, you can you, you can uh, develop those on top of this Ethereum network. And the Ethereum token is what runs the network, and so... Um, that Ethereum network, um, it's just, Ethereum is the second biggest crypto out there. 
And that network has been uh, awaiting a big upgrade um, for years that essentially takes their consensus mechanism from what we call proof of work to proof of stake. Um, and so what that means is that it's 99.95% uh, more energy efficient. So people always talk about the carbon footprint of Bitcoin and crypto and how it takes so much energy. And of course, the government uses that as one reason, you know, why it's bad. And, uh, and so Ethereum has been awaiting this upgrade, which makes it much more energy efficient. Um, but the more important thing is that it makes it uh, faster and cheaper and more scalable, right? So you can actually have Visa scale applications. Okay. Um, so it allows it to be that in the future. So it's been this big event that happened last week. And so a lot of people would think, oh, why did the price drop 10% after? Um, and I think the biggest reason is people wanted to take profits. Uh, everyone expected it to succeed because there's been so many t- uh, test tests that happened. And so I think once it, there was a non-event and, you know, essentially it, it, it did succeed. Um, I think people just, the, the merge was already priced in and people wanted to take profits. But, you know, I think there, there might have been some effect from one of the statements that Gary Gensler made, the head of the SEC, right? It's like, you know, crypto is so bad, it takes up so much energy, but then he makes a statement that proof-of-stake tokens, so now Ethereum just changed from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake. Now he says proof-of-stake tokens may be considered securities. Mm, yeah, he says that yeah. the day after the day after the merge, he says that. He doesn't ma- mention Ethereum, but obviously, you know, he's, he has Ethereum in mind, so it can't be that much of a coincidence. Um, and then that, I think that caused some doubt in people's mind, like, oh, can Ethereum now be regulated? Um <laughs> Because, you know, so I hear, kind of like, no, I'm right there with you because he's playing a game and it's just, it, it's such a joke what they do. Like, um, uh, who was it? JP, uh, JP Morgan. Uh, they were for years. If you even talked about crypto in the workplace, you got fired and now they got their own. Right. So, I'm, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's like the same they, thing Gensler's now, doing. Now yeah, they declared it now like their number one uh, alternative asset. Um, that they recommend for their uh, investors. Is it, it, <laughs> yeah, I've, so. I've heard a story that the feds are going to uh, go to their own crypto. They're going to invent their own coin. Is, do you, have you heard that? Um, that yes, that the Fed is going to have their own. Uh, you're talking about central bank digital currency. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're. That's what the executive order is looking at. Right. It's it's looking at whether they should have it, but they haven't yet made a decision. Oh, but they are researching it. Okay, well that tells me they're they're doing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's just part of the conditioning process, and I think it's their hedge against a, a, a potential failing dollar, which is not failing now. It's on the upswing, but uh, I, I think it's their hedge. Well, uh, I want to go to just a second to what you guys do at at my digital money. Uh, realize you're probably talking to a lot of people who are lay people. Um, tell them what they should consider, the steps they walk through, what you guys offer. Um, basically, sell the average person here on why they should call my digital money. Yeah, well, that's... The, number one is you could call us, like you just alluded to. Um, so, you know, if you you have any uncertainties, you know, you don't know what... You don't... You, you need clarification on exactly what we offer. You can always call us. That's number one. Um, number two, we focus on security, Right. And, and when you invest with us, your, your assets are in a trust. Right. So, uh, even if we go bankrupt, your assets are in your name. We're not allowed to do anything with them. Mm-hmm. So like the Celsius and Voyager debacle, you know, you know, people were seen as unsecured creditors. Um, and they would have to wait in line to get their money. You know, it's not going to happen here. So security is really n- number two, right? We offer security and education. And so, you know, we have, 20 coins now, we're going to get many, many more. Um, but we vet our coins very, very uh, strictly um, to focus on security. And uh, so you can buy and sell crypto on our platform on your own, but you can also call us as well. And we're going to be getting precious metals. Uh, so we're going to have digital uh, gold and silver. So that, you know, allows you to park your your uh, crypto or your cash and metals as well 
So, um, and we have a plan. Can, can I ask you, before you go that, can I ask you why you would do that? What's, what's the benefit? Yeah. So, so let's say that you, um, you bought crypto, you bought Bitcoin at 50,000. It goes up to 100,000. You're now in a bull market. And you know that there's, it's, there's always going to be a bull and then a bear market. A bull, you know, it's a cycle. So you can sell it. Now you have 50,000 gain. Um, and let's say you can either leave it in cash, but if you don't trust what's going to happen with the dollar, um, and you think your money will be, the value will be better preserved in gold or silver, you know, you can now buy gold and silver on the same platform and you can leave it there for however many years. Um, until you're in a, maybe now you're in a bear market and you're ready to buy back into crypto. Now you can switch back into crypto, right? And so, you know, like I said earlier, there's a place for crypto, there's a place for gold, a place for silver, a place for the dollar, right? And so you can switch between all those on our platform because they all make sense at one point or another, right? And so, you know, a lot of people want to buy gold and silver right now. It's not a good, you know, a lot of people are scared of crypto. So if you're in that situation, you can buy that on our platform right now. And later, when you think it's a good time to buy crypto, you can switch into crypto. That, um, to, to me, that's a, that's a win-win. I really like that idea because um, this kind of protects you against the volatility of crypto, too, if you base some of that in, exactly. uh, in, in precious metals. I like that a lot. That's actually a brilliant strategy. How, how many uh, other crypto organizations do this? Because I'll be honest with you, I have not heard of this approach. Yeah, I don't think many do it. I I, I want to say there's a few that are doing it, um, but I haven't seen that very often. And you know, also we have stable coins, so that's another that's another topic for a whole other day. But you know, you could park your crypto on stable coins as well. Uh, to guard against volatility. Can you give so us we have, just? We have multiple mechanisms. Can you give us just kind of a thumbnail? What you mean by stable coins? Yeah, so stable coin is is a coin that is pegged to a fiat currency. So um, you know you can have uh, you know a coin like Tether or Circle or you know there's various coins that they stay they're pegged to the U.S. dollar, and so the 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 value of the coin doesn't fluctuate, and so. You know, some people swap their Bitcoin for a stable coin to guard against volatility and then swap back into Bitcoin. Um, and so that's, an, that's another way to guard against volatility. But again, you're, you're pegged to a fiat. So, you know, the advantage of using gold and silver is, you know, if you don't want to be, you know, pegged to, you really think the dollar is going to de- be devalued and you want to guard against that and you would switch into gold and silver but you know you have options is, is my point yeah i, I really do I mean, this is i gotta tell you guy this has been the best interview we've done because i think that what you have done for the average person is is like it's here to stay folks this is what you're dealing with these are parameters these are variables involved in it because most people don't know because they weren't raised on crypto they never learned this pretty much in college unless they're now in college at this moment i think this has really been valuable for our audience well how do people participate if you were to tell them okay you can contact us at my digital money give us uh, a couple of ways that we can get a hold of you yeah mydigitalmoney.com uh you go on the website you can click open an account um and you know you can email us or, or call us as well and so if you want to call us the number is 833 uh sorry 636 2008 let's give that again so let's give that, that again 833 yeah, yeah yeah 833 mdm 2008 so mdm is 636 okay so 833 636 2008 okay that's uh beautiful um and mydigitalmoney.com is where you would go to this is I'm kind of blown away here by the intricacies of this, 
But I think people are going to begin to really consider this, given the volatile nature of uh, the world we're living in right now. And I do appreciate you taking the time to come on, Guy. This has been very, very informative. And uh, and good luck. Yeah, good luck with everything. It was really, I'm telling you, uh, you're, you're representing the wave of the future, and I think people are just catching on. So you're, I think you're at the crest. But anyway, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Dave. Take care. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and I'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.